Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. I like I'm very original. I'm drinking this. Nice. I thought I had some bourbon up here, but it's all downstairs. I need more. I have some, got some gummies up here. Where things were terrified, like the the tree right next to the deck is just whipping about, and they both just froze. Oh yeah, there's a storm coming in there. Oh, you want to? I got some pictures from one of my friends who's in Florida. Yeah, it's my hometown. Look at all the water. Yeah. What part of Florida? Um, that's in Orlando. Uh, my brother's in Tampa. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law is in Fort Myers, and that's where it landed. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. I wonder if the water knows it's not supposed to be in the road. It does, because no. it will leave eventually. I saw a video on Reddit... A shark swimming down the street, like struggling, like struggling hard because there's not a whole lot of water there, but it was definitely swimming. That trap. Yeah. Oh, mercy. All right. So everyone clambers back in. Um, you all start noticing more of those birds are kind of sp- popping up, and they're close enough now that you can hear them. Um, and it's continuing to sort of burst through. Oh, um, since I'm also part bird, Root would like to um, kind of look at the birds and kind of shout in um, Aaron and Eric and like, what's happening, and see if she gets a response. I think, well, she would know if, if... <laughs> I don't know if this will work, but I want to try it. I feel like I feel like as an Aarakocra, you would know if you could speak to wildlife. <laughs> I was raised mostly by elves. Okay, fair. Uh, so you try to call out to the birds and Aarakocran, and then you also try RN with each of these different flocks that you see. And most of them do not respond. Uh, you do see one large group of birds uh, that are very kind of densely packed. Uh, they're all this almost neon blue. But as they lift up into the sky, they almost disappear against the blue sky very quickly. Uh, you're not familiar with this particular species. It's not common in your area, but um, you see them kind of duck down towards you at first when you call out to them in RN, and then they lift up and then just continue to fly away. Um, but ju- go ahead and give me animal handling check. Anybody who could see outside of the cart uh, can go ahead and make this check. Do, 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 do. Give me a second. I can do that. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't do a very good job, though. I did. It's fine. You, yeah, you did pretty good on that one. The birds aren't real. The government's <laughs> on us. I can say that is a lie. 
so Gurdon, you can definitely tell that these things need to go back to recharge and or deliver their most recent set of scanned data. They got a they got a dump and return, yeah. Yeah. Um, Root, you can tell that these birds have been frightened by something large. And the way these flocks are lifting up, uh, they're getting shocked out of their area. And chances are it's not just a singular thing. By the way the whole flock is lifting up, it's not just a single tree that's releasing some birds that then panic the others. This is a much bigger scenario of a, maybe it's a group of things that are parading through, but they're moving very quickly because the birds aren't just getting out of the way. They are fucking all the way off. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at what they're doing, there's definitely something else going on here. Uh, and it looks like it might be your problem sooner than later. Um, root knowing this does want to deliver a warning message to um, her fellow companions in the cart. Aelin will yeah. All right. All right, and he'll kind of even the cart's moving, kind of get up walk to the edge and kind of be hanging on the outside. Um, He'll kind of say Root Root, keep driving the horse, but we may need to secure them. Secure it. Um should we keep moving? Or what is what is what is happening? I'm not entirely sure the um but the birds are fleeing, so therefore we should probably continue to move versus stand in place. I would like to be paying very close attention to the Duke as this conversation is unfolding within the party. Okay. Um a lot of their random jibber jabber that they've been going on about, about money and finances and uh, the different trade routes and things that they have right now, peters out. Uh, and then it becomes a little bit more simple language where it's, are we in danger? Should we, should we be concerned? Oh, it's all right then. Let's write it out. Yes, but, well, I don't want to be involved, clearly. There's definitely some concern, but whatever they were focused on seems to fall off. But it seems like it's just um, genuine concern and not an, oh, shit, we've been had. Present, yes, it definitely seems like, oh, shit, as opposed to, Okay. Uh, by the way, can you all see the nameplates that I've put up for... Oh, no, you can't, because I have not put you on the correct screen. Apologies. Mm-hmm. Let me just make sure that you guys can see yourselves. Brist. Yep. I see the map. Oh, there we go. Oh, I don't like this. This means something bad is about to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as he said birds were fleeing, it's like, no, 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 no. Okay. Completely. Um... Perfect. How thick is the brush around us? Two C's. Oh, she thick. All right. All right. If we're going to stop this... Our horse is pretty thick, too. All right. So if we're going to stop the cart, um, I might suggest that we hide in the bushes. 
to see what, in fact, does come up on us. I'll suggest that to the party and see what the reactions are. <clears throat> party? Party. Who's Kalen? Mayhaps Sorry, was... we hide. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I am more than happy to stand my ground. You tell me, sir. I think we could. I think we could pull it to the pull over to the side, try and get the horse in there, and try and hide in there. And yeah, um, I don't have an extra horse. I can fix the cart. So I think. Right. I think at least stopping and trying to mitigate any damage to the uh, conveyance Cart. would be, yes, yes, would be um, our best interest here. All right. Ken's going to then shout into it. All right, everybody out. We're parking the cart. We're pulling things aside, and we're getting into the bushes real quick for just, just a little while. Should we He's also gonna... bring the cart into the bushes to try to conceal the cart so it doesn't, depending on what comes after us, doesn't get, like, ransacked and raided. Oh, if something gets to the cart, we're going to mollywop it real quick. Rock out with your carts out. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> one thing that uh, I, I think I've been very lacking in my description of this area. Uh, Root, you have been expertly navigating through the woods using as many different large trails as you could find a lot of the forest is still very densely packed. So I kept saying road, that's really not fair. It's just sort of areas where there aren't as many trees in the way. Uh, So you can navigate around all of these. And so it kind of creates little pathways that you can see. Uh, Places that perhaps old trees fell over and rotted away and have not been replaced yet. Uh, Could be other animals have knocked them down. There's not a whole lot of evidence of that, but... Most of the dense brush here would make it difficult to get the wagon in, although it provides uh, something that you could use to try to cover part of the wagon. But the big white beigey canvas might be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, I'm not worried about hiding the cart. I am. (laughs) Can I use mold earth to try to like provide a little like fortress covering? for cart and horse to try to protect it while we fight whatever is coming. Uh, yeah, so it takes an action to move five feet, so you would have to basically be scooping a five-foot cube of dirt out of one spot, put it into another spot, but you absolutely can make a five-foot wall going around the horse and or the wagon. Uh, I would like to do that. Okay. If uh, everybody okay It's about a minute, a minute and a half, I guess, to get it all the way around. Yeah, I think that'd be good, especially because that could protect the horse and keep them stable in there. Like I said, the cart can probably get fixed, but... Is my math good there? (laughs) You know, we got things in there. Don't want to lose. Want to try to save the horse. Give it a little shelter. But I'll I'll make everyone get out of the wagon, including the duke. Mm -hmm. Who cares if he does? All right, so Root, let me know if these are good spaces for the cube to end up at. As I'm trying to draw this up in roll 20. So far, I like it. Okay. Do you want any more? Um, based on the sh- 
our orientation in this map. I'm happy with this. <laughs> being a little <laughs> meta. Being a little meta, but yeah. We're, we're all getting out of the cart, right? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. So what Ken's going to do now is have them bail out of the woods to the left side. <laughs> well, I do need to mark where you're getting the dirt from. So that's why I figure it's probably going to be within five feet. Yeah. Uh, do you just want it to be like the closest five foot that's not occupied by a another big pile? Yeah. Okay. So then Kaylin and Gurdon, you guys are going to fall square inside a trench. I don't want to be in a trench. I'll go over here. Whoa. All right. I will give me just a mo to finish these and then I will move them to the map area so they're not blocking you out. I have locked the perimeter. All right. So now you. Now. Boom. Top of the map. <laughs> Now, yeah, if you want to be on top of the dirt pile, you can. I'm still mm -hmm. working on getting those. No, I cannot. I cannot do a. I'm not wow. good at the ranged. Okay. All right. Let's see. Can are all of them blocked now? Let me just double check. Yep. Cool. Very nice. All right, so the five-foot pits uh, are just that. It's a square, well, it's a cube pit of five feet. Uh, five feet down, five feet across, five feet wide. Nice, neat cubes. So it's a 10-foot gap between the bottom of the pit and the wall in front of it. Um, do you tie the horse reins to anything, or...? little retcon. Kalen would get out some rope and try and tie. Even though the horse is secured to the cart, he would also, if there's dense trees nearby, tie it to a tree. Kind of just securing it like he would if it was like securing it at night. Got it. Easily done. Are you trying to unhook it from the wagon or leave it connected? To leave it connected. <laughs> yeah. So, Rude, it only takes you maybe 30 seconds of focus to... Now, how do you cast this spell to move this earth up from a five-foot space to another one? You can do it as detailed or as little as you want. Magic hands. Magic hands. All right, so you cast your magic hands over the space, and you focus on this little five-point area, and you just gently lift and the tips of your wings flutter underneath almost like they're trying to give a little aid before this big just chunk of dirt lifts up and then drops down and then melds out a little bit uh forming a fairly decent barricade around the wagon and right up against the tree line uh, norm climbs up on top it takes him a little bit to get up there uh, i would also have to smugly look at the duke after i do this like ha Fuck you, bitch. I got magic. You make a point to look in between some of these piles to make sure you can make eyesight on them. And like he's looking kind of shocked at first and then sees you and. <laughs> and then tries to like duck back and then realizes you can still see him and then moves to the other part of the cart, tries to hide. Um, you eventually give up knowing full well that he is impressed and probably a little scared. That's a fair bet, anyway. That's how I'd like to keep him. Got it. Um, now, first ten minutes go by. Nothing 
seems to happen. There, there's another flock of birds that lifts up closer, uh, but it's still relatively quiet. But then you realize, oh, oh, it's getting quiet. The most of the birds now are fleeing before anything is getting here. The insects are quiet. You don't hear any other animals. And Gurdon, you kind of look off to the right a little bit, so on like the left side of the screen, and you see a few of these large land crabs, uh, sort of like coconut crabs, uh, but you know it's not wrapped up underneath. They're just a little bit more of like a true crab shape, uh, and they start slowly scurrying into bases of trees and digging out a little bit and trying to hide as best as they can. Any last moment preparations that you all want to do? As you all have taken the time to prepare, you have an opportunity and would not have a surprise round. Um, I have my, my, my um, little magic cape coach thing on. Uh, your robe? Yeah, my robe. Got it. And then you have the list of items on it? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, keep me honest, did you guys have combat today already? No. Nope. Okay. Apparently I forgot to remove poor Norm's spell list, because it was still used up for a few slots. Oh, that was from when he cast Grease and... Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, those should have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. Alright. We've grown okay. had a bad dream since then. Okay. So after 10 minutes, nothing seems to happen. And then you see this little burst of these uh, southern deer that come rolling in. Uh, there are sets of antlers that start at the crown of the head and move down the neck. Some of them are broken, and you can see little bits of blood, as many of these are you know, still in their velvet season. It's still got a bit of fleshy bits around the antlers. Um, but they come booking it through, see the large piles of dirt and skitter off to the side and run before a massive white beast comes flying through, coming from the left, sorry, coming from your right to the left uh, as you guys are facing south. Um, and this huge creature slams against a tree and falls. And as it starts to lift up, you see four large, bulky arms covered in a whitish-gray fur. Um, this large, crested head and powerful jaws. And the arms are clawing up at its own neck. And sticking out from that neck is this green limb, almost as large as the one that is currently fighting against it. And you can see the end is very slowly dripping a little bit of a greenish black blood. Uh, and you can see that this arm, which ends just above the elbow, flexes and begins to try to crush the windpipe of this large creature. Uh, it reminds you a lot of a gorilla, but on steroids and with an extra set of arms. Oh. Um. But did I read about this in my <laughs> in my book on the way here? Uh, let's see. What are the chances you would have made it to this? Gurn's going to see this and pull one of these. Nope. nope. Okay. Nope. 
Let's see. Go ahead and give me um, either history or arcana. We'll call it history. Oh, shit. You did read it. You did. You actually managed to make it to two different pages, which you think might be involved here. The large creature you see is a uh, Giralum. G-I-R-A-L-L-O-M. Which is a social animal. A little territorial. But usually will be led by a small number of larger sets of the animals protecting the rest of the troop. And what's attached to its neck could be a number of different animals, but you think most likely would be a troll? But you're not familiar... Like, the book doesn't say anything about a troll arm that works on its own. Oh, okay. You see this thing crash, and then, sure enough, you hear further off to your left... um, you can hear some whimpers that sound similar to the Garalan that you just heard, but you know a little bit higher pitched. Uh, and you start peeking through the woods. You don't see anything yet, but you imagine that there's probably more hidden members of the troop back there. But if your book is right, they're unlikely to get involved unless you know all of the guards of the troop are gone. Because it tends to be sort of this hierarchical society of guards that protect all the rest. And it's whichever animal is strongest in the troop. And then everybody else that just kind of follows along with it. They all nest together. Uh, Think of it like lowland gorillas. But instead of just a single alpha, there's like a small grouping of them. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Having read some information about this creature, I was I was intending to say don't move. Its vision is based on movement, but I don't <laughs> necessarily believe that to be accurate. Do we think it's noticed us yet? Uh, it's a little, it, seems even a little pre- it seems a little preoccupied. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, it is trying not to be choked to death right now, uh, so it definitely does not seem to notice you all yet. Okay. So, so, um, in my best quiet voice, I'm going to look at Kalen. It seems that he's the closest to me right now. If I'm right, I think if this creature dies, the rest of its family is going to come at us and be upset. I think if we try to help it, it may think we're trying to kill it and it may try to kill us. Oh... Can I hear this conversation? You're standing um, next to us, right? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be informative to everyone around me. I just looked over at Kalen because he's standing next to me. And I didn't have what? to turn around because I, I want to keep eyes on this thing. So what if we attack just the arm? So the arm is its, its chest. And if uh, we could do I- so... Let me ask you this. Um... Having looked at this creature for a few seconds now, is this arm coming through the creature from behind the creature? Like there's something on its back? No, this is like from the inside of this thing. Neither. It's it is a hand grabbing it by the neck, mm-hmm. 
and then you can just see the rest of the arm that just ends. Okay. Now, does it just end, or is it, like, torn off? It looks a bit torn off, but it is actually, it appears to be healing. Because uh, there's that little bit of greenish-black blood that drops. Um, and, Gurdon, all of that matches patrol, but not the idea of one that a piece of it functions on its own. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's some troll fuckery, and I need a vote. Real quick. Do we help this okay. thing, or do we bail and hide? Question. <laughs> yeah. Could I do an animal handling check to, like, check the animal creature's intention or, like, its mood to determine whether or not, depending on the role, if it's, like, in distress or... If your dice hit the yeah. table, it's in distress. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that you are familiar enough with just normal beasts that this animal is in a an angry panic, currently being choked. It's in a tight uh, spot. Yeah, it's 100% in distress. Uh, it does look a little injured, but, you know, being choked is definitely its primary concern. I vote to help. Okay, Kaylin was going to vote help as well. Alright, charge the arm. <laughs> yep. As you guys prepare to launch in, uh, the beast hearing this shout from behind it calms down and with all four arms grabs the arm and rips it off of its neck and you see several gashes form along the sides and it tosses the arm down and roars out from whence it just came the arm lifts up gives a thumbs up and then starts crawling its way across the ground back where it came from and that is when you all hear this cackling <laughs> uh, and you see about a 13 foot tall green creature long black hair dangling down over its face one arm missing the other arm low and tipped with sharp claws uh, there's quite a bit of red blood and green and black blood that seem to be drying on it. Its arm is where it ends. Should have been, you know, about the mid-bicep. Now looks like an elbow is forming. And you can see as it is bubbling and forming new flesh. Um, it reaches down with its one hand and grabs its own arm and slings it up so that the two molding pieces connect and begin to knit together, uh, resulting in a too long limb with an extra joint in this uncomfortable round divot of blackened flesh that connects the two. And I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative, please. And uh, route she is back at the wagon. Like oh, in the I thought I had mine done. Sorry. Yeah, I clicked on my enrolled and it didn't work. Bummer. Oh. Pretty. Work is because I didn't. So we have a troll and a. How do you say this word? 
Growling. Growling. In cahoots. Growling. Growling. Yeah. Oh, I need to go get my charger for my laptop. Got it. Yep. What is going on? Okay, screw this mess. All right. I'll do it my way. I did it. Ah, oh, crap. That's why it didn't work. Okay. I think I know why that screwed up then. All right. What a miss, guys. Oh, me realizing what I boo-booed on. Is rule 20 being rule 20? That's, that's also true. Great when it works right. Screwy when it doesn't. All right, everybody's initiative. Sorry. All right. I don't know why that's whispered to me, but you know what? Fine. Apologies, I will have to call out all of those as they come up. All right. Let's do this. So, first round up is the Giralin, uh, which immediately just roars and finally notices that there are other creatures here. And seeing that, lifts down and starts ripping out bits of tree stump and logs and holds its action for something to begin an attack. As it does not seem to know who is doing what, but all four limbs are holding debris that it apparently intends to throw. These are five foot foot squares, right? They are. Uh, These creatures are large, so they take up uh, ten foot squares. Next up is Norm hiding up on top of Dirt Mound. Uh, he's going to shout down, which one are we helping? We're, we're helping the gorilla one. Okay. Uh, he's going to cast Grease on the troll. All right. So as he does, so you see this tube he pulls out from his backpack and launches this globule of grease from it. Okay. I liked the hand motions. Got a grease gun. Yee. Why do we take a couple ways? Um, Troll begins to stumble a bit and attempts to catch itself. Oh, and it fails. Uh, The troll, cocky, flexing its double set of joints, begins to just reach out towards the ghrelin and slips and face plants hard on the ground. Uh, The troll is currently prone. Gotta admit, I did not see that happening. So attacks would have disadvantage on it, right? Ranged attacks would have disadvantage. Melee attacks within five feet have advantage. 
Speaking of melee attacks, Gurdon, it is your turn. As Norm does not do anything for his bonus turn. Bonus action. Fantastic. So I'll tell you what I do. After I... I'm sorry, I was reading as you were... Um, let's see. Meta real quick. Um, when I cast Spirit Guardians, I get to tell it who is or is not affected by this, right? Correct. Is there a number? Because I can't find it in my little... I think it's any creatures that you choose are exempt from it. So you can okay. choose as many or as few as you would like. All right. The troll is the only one that I can see and know of here that I want to be affected at this point, um, anticipating that no other guerrilla troop members are going to show up. So I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians, yes. That's a 15-foot radius, is that right? Here, I'll, I'll burn a... Yeah. 15-foot sphere, nice. Uh, do you all see that aura that I put up on your character, or yeah. no? I can no? see it. Oh, you can? Fantastic. I can see it. All right, perfect. Uh, no. The auras, I think, are only visible by the character. I can't oh. see it. Okay. Assume if you're within... Like, I'm going to draw a circle here. So there's a circle around me that's centered where this is. All the way around. That's where my spirit guardians are. Yeah. Okay. Does it move with me? Yeah, it moves with me. Perfect. Nice. All right. So, yeah, you can you kind of feel when it impacts things. There is just this massive wave of death of insects in the area. Just instantly obliterated. It didn't matter if they make their save or not. They're gone. It was like, oh, well, okay. Less likely to be bitten right now. But you still have your movement and your bonus action. Oh, wait, um, is Spirit Gardens an action or a bonus? It's an action, it right? Is, um... Yeah, spiritual weapon is a bonus, but spiritual oh, guardians is an action. Got it. Let's take a couple of steps forward. Um, to make myself more menacing, I guess, making the aggression maneuver. Um, let's move it towards the troll though, so that it's more clear I'm not <laughs> imposing on this gorilla. All right, so that would put the troll within range. So it needs to make a wisdom save. Oh, hold on. Or do you not want to do that yet? Wait, is it... Because it doesn't have to envelop the whole area. The troll just happens to take the whole area, but right now it would impact it. Okay, so it's if I move and that causes the creature to enter the area, is that how that happens? Or does it have to move on its own free accord? That's what I was looking at. So when the creature enters the area, or... Let me see if I can share this. It enters or starts its turn? Yeah, right here. I shared it to the chat. An affected creature's speed is halved in the area. When the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a save. Okay, so it'll be on its turn then. Okay, yeah. 
That's what I was curious about. And you know, maybe maybe one step closer to the troll. <laughs> now it's troll. The troll's turn is coming next. So assuming no, we don't assume. Go ahead. Go ahead with yourself. And is it half your movement to stand up from the prone position? It is. So it would have it again. Uh, so. Perfect. Here we go. So, so Gurdon. Yeah. I'm going to leave it up to you about whether or not you would cast it before you move or after you move. And I'll tell you the difference after that. Okay, I'm going to do it after I move. All right. So in that case, it's when you cast the spell, it then needs to make the save. So in this case, you're basically going to make it do it twice. Mm, oh. Because <laughs> if you force the area into it, it will just start on its turn. But if it's when you cast okay, the area, so, then it will affect it. So, and here's my, here's my logic. I'll share this with you. So it looks like there's a corner to the, for, the, the forest here. You can't see where I'm pointing. Right here. Okay. Yeah. So I know there are more gorillas. I want to know if they're here and I'm going to be catching them in my flurry of angelic creatures. Okay. What do your creatures look like, by the way? Oh, the, they're straight-up biblical angels, right? That's right. Yeah. All right, so three, was this 3d8? So the troll fails real hard. All right. I'm trying A to how do I make it cast in fuck it? Three what is this? Let me just uh, this. In roll twenty, if you just click on one of the three D eights, it'll roll it again. Uh mm -hmm. or we can just use the twelve that you rolled before. Did I roll a twelve before? Oh I did roll a twelve before. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so these rings of eyes and four faced creatures rip through this space just with these whispers of be not afraid, be not afraid, before <laughs> one that is just two different rings of eyes that spin around each other just kind of hovers in front of it and the spear of light rips through and it says, be afraid. Welcome <laughs> uh, to my wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. It starts shredding through the creature. And again, you, you know that there's all the insects in this area are very very dead. Uh, but you don't seem to feel any other larger things die off or seem to take impact. Uh, most of the angels seem to be focusing on the troll right now. Uh, so that is your action. That is some of your movement. Uh, you still have some movement left as well as your bonus action. Now I'm going to stay right here with uh, with my movement. And... You know what? Yeah, we're good with that. I'm good with that. Alrighty. Alright. Alright. I would first like to... Kaylin is... That's Kaylin next to me, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to use my cantrip of guidance on him. Alrighty. Uh, so that would give you a D4 to saving... Wait, is it saving throws and ability checks, or is it just ability checks for guidance? I get that and Bless mixed up sometimes. I'll put it in there. I think Bless is for uh, saves. I think Guidance is just for 
checks. Okay, yeah. So guidance would be an ability check. So before you can uh before you cast that. Um so like you know, if he needs to make a perception check or, you know, an athletics check, that's when that would take effect. Oh, okay. Appreciate Sorry. the thought though. Bless would give the D4 to attack rolls and saving throws. Bless. But that one's a first level spell, not a cantrip. Um, I'm going to move and then try to thorn with the creature. Already one root thorn whip. Uh, please make your attack roll. Did I do the right thing? Ooh, 26 to hit. Yeah, really? that, uh, definitely going to hit. Alrighty, so that does six points of piercing damage and then pulls it 10 feet towards you. Uh, so it is prone as it slides across. Uh, is it ranged? No, it's a melee. So you actually had advantage on that. So you could roll another d20 plus 9 just to see if you crit. Okay. Alright. Thorn Whip is so great because it's a ranged weapon that uses a melee rule. So for prone, it would have been disadvantage if it was a ranged attack, but because it's a melee attack, it's at advantage. I love my Thorn Whip. It's a great friggin' spell. Um, so, you still have your bonus action? Yeah, I'm gonna do my bonus action, which is gonna be magic stick. Sorry, I couldn't hear you? I'm gonna do my bonus action, which is magic stick. Magic stone? Yeah. Good call. Alright, so you've got those magic stones in hand. You pick up a couple of pebbles. I'm gonna talk to Michaela. Okay. I'm going to toss one to Gurdon. What was this? It's a magic stone, so when you roll to attack, it'll be uh, d20 plus 8, and then you get to... Oh, no, no, it's plus 9, because you have a, an item. Oh, uh, I, I thought I was going to send them to me. Sorry. Yeah, no, so I forgot you have the, the moonsicle. But yeah, so it's a 1d20 plus 9 when you guys throw it as an action. Um... And then it's going to be that 1d6 plus 5 damage. Okay. It is an action to throw, though. Uh, so just keep that in mind. And it stays for a minute. I think it's concentration, but it's, you know, still yet. It's a great little spell. Is there a spell near me I can throw one to? Uh, I mean, to be completely honest, throwing it to Gurdon and Kaelin with them being so far away is kind of me bending it a little bit. Beyond that, you'd basically be accidentally tossing it at them, which I don't think you would do. So let me let me ask you this, Ken. Um, if it's being too meta because of the uh, check earlier and having read through the book and learning about this troll, there are fairly specific ways that this thing should be killed. Um, would I have ascertained that information? Um, on your turn, we'll come back and we'll do that as your free action check. Wait, did you use your free action on your turn? 
Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a history check for me, please. Okay. And we'll determine how much you can remember in a moment of, you know, in the, in the battle. Oh, 18, yeah. Uh, you know that there are a couple of elements that are pretty important. Poison would be a waste of time. But fire and acid are pretty good shouts. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. See, meta, I knew that, but I didn't want to share it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. All right. It is now the troll's turn, which, covered in grease, takes half its movement to stand up, since now it is fully out of the grease puddle that Norm had dropped on it. Alrighty. And you can see those ripped pieces from the uh, the angels punching holes in it and Root's Thorn Whip begin to heal up. Don't like that. Does it um, take another 3d8? Ooh, that's right. Start of its turn. Uh... 12 on its saves, so I'm assuming that fails. That's a fail. Alright. So go ahead and roll me that 3d8 damage, if you would, please. I'm trying to find my 3d8. Did that go through? It did not. Well, fuck it. Alright, I'm just gonna have to do it the hard way. 12. Alrighty. Uh, so the more of those angels rip through it, start shredding it apart again. And it groans because now it, it took more damage than it seemed to regenerate. And it seems quite pissed about it. Uh, it does, however, get to make three attacks. Um, Erden being the one that seems to be the focus of this whirling dervish of angels is going to take two. And Root is going to take one. Uh, so Gurdon... Uh, Spiritual Guardians is concentration, is that right? It is concentration. Okay. Alright, so you're getting a bite in the claw, and I'll do yours first. Okay. Uh, woof. Alright, so... <laughs> the... <laughs> one of them's probably gonna miss, but it's actually still a pretty good roll. Um, the jaw drops down too far. Uh, and it kind of looks like part of the jaw broke and then immediately started to heal back up to make a larger jaw. Uh, and it attempts to bite you. Does a 17 hit? It does not. All right, so it clatters against your armor. Uh, but the force of it kind of knocks you off balance and this claw comes rushing into your side. Does a 21 hit? It does. All right, so you're going to take 15 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then I need you to make a constitution saving throw uh, as part of your concentration check. Okay, I have the Warcaster feet. Ooh, so you have advantage on that. I have advantage on that. And then, so the DC would be half the damage or 10, whichever is higher. In this case, the DC is 10. Oh, shit. Natural 20? Yeah, it's... You know, it catches you in the side and it hurts a bit, but... 
the idea of these holy angels just shredding this thing apart is at the forefront of your mind right now. Okay. Question. Yes. Um, I have used one of my Warcaster traits here using this advantage. Um, I'm also able to use my reaction. Wait, never mind. Go ahead. You're good. I think it's for an opportunity attack for the Warcaster. Yeah, opportunity attack. He's not moving, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All I right. Ah, no worries. Uh, and Root, that extra... You know, that there's two sets of elbow joints are mm-hmm. swinging across at you. Don't like it. But it probably won't hit a 14. No, no. All right, so it... You, know, you duck underneath as this claw whips out too quickly. Uh, and so it seems a creature managed to mistime its attack pretty badly. Um, but the troll just stands our hunkering down, staring at the two of you, drool dripping out of this now elongated jaw. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Kaylin, it is your turn. I think so. Uh, to start, Galen is going to go ahead and look dead in the troll and mock his and just rage. Truck nuts thump, falling right down. Do they drag the ground? Uh, not this time. Okay. He's not using them to teabag him yet. Okay. If he was on the ground, they would be. <laughs> They're uh, still fine. Yeah, I'm trying to get him prone again. Uh, and he is going to run up here. Boom, boom. And unfortunately, he is standing, so he doesn't get advantage. So he's going to make a reckless great weapon attack with his crystal greatsword. Got it. That's not terrible. Oh, that's not so great. So 16 to hit. That does hit. That... Alright. Um, I think it used a charge. Let me see. 2d6 plus 3. Yeah, so 10. Radiant 6. 16. And then plus 10 from that 26. Uh, well, I'm just trying to see if it used a charge. It doesn't look like it because that Radiant is from your Zealot feature. Okay, that's what it rolled. Okay, yeah, I was I was confused why it just it just rolled three dice. Wasn't sure. Okay, and let me see. No, it did roll a charge, so I wasn't going to use a charge because my radiant um, is a d6. Oh, so that d8 was not your zealot feature. It was not. That was a charge. It automatically used it. I'm not going to use a charge yet on it. Okay. So I will roll my um, zealot. So this is going to be 5 radiant. It's going to be 20 slash 22 slashing 5 radiant. Um, Alright, so 27 points of damage. Uh, and as you do so, it attempts to block the strike, and you slice through its arm, which then spins in the air and plops onto the ground. 
He's going to look at both Gurdon and Root. Careful of that. It will choke you. And then back to being angry and just slashing again. Same exact thing. All right. So. Just barely hit. 15 hits. Okay. I didn't know. Meta. <laughs> Try to help when I can. 21. Wait, what? Why did it just get 9? Po- oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, 21 slashing, and then it's. I think it's only my first attack, right? Well, that radiant there is from the D8. Right. I was just making sure if I needed a roll for my other Divine Fury, the first creature hit on each of your turns. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. But it's only the first creature on each turn. So, got it. So, just the 21 slashing. Oh, the other two from Rage, right? Yep. Yep. Got it. Not reading those this time. And with that, uh, that'll be my turn. All right. Um, you all can hear or pair in the back shouting and Norm shouting what's going on. That's kind of it. Um, at the end of Repair's turn, the Goralans held action uh, in a, a state of panic. It will release its thrown items that it was holding on to. Uh, it's going to focus two on the troll, one on root, one on Kalen. Uh, just in this panic fling. Alrighty. Oh, uh, on troll, troll, Kalen, root. I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's going into whispers for some reason. Okay. Uh, troll. Yeah, 17, 16 on the troll. Both of those are going to hit uh, Kalen a 19. That's it. Okay. And then Root a 22. That hits. Okay. So the troll takes 16 points of bludgeoning damage uh, from two different tree trumps that clock it in the side of the head. Kalen, you take 9 points of bludgeoning damage as a log crushes into you. You reduce that to half to 4 uh, because you are raging. Root, you get smacked with 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Rude. And... So you all see as, especially the three of you, because you're right in front of this troll, as the second tree stump smacks into the head, the head gets ripped off, tumbling to the ground to its left. Sitting atop of the body is this tree stump. Uh, roots sticking up in this sort of sprayed hairstyle. And you see the body like waver around, arms flailing a little bit wildly. Well, but just the one arm, actually. Oh, fair point. Just the one arm. Arm flailing about wildly. <laughs> um, all right, that brings us back it's to the two elbows. Of- yeah. The Goralin's turn is going to run up to the troll, thumping on its chest with all four arms, and then holds an attack to see if it falls to the ground. Uh, so it can declare itself a winner, probably. Eh, it's a big-ass gorilla. I'm not entirely sure what it's trying to do. Just doing gorilla shit. Yeah. Uh, 
Norm is going to move down and around. Gurdon, your turn. Okay. I'm going to bonus action healing word at myself. All right. Uh, let's see. Free action. I'm going to think to myself. Uh, and by think to myself, I mean I'm going to think at my little dragon uh, firework. Um, uh, please help fire and bad guy and envision this big troll. Um, is the body of this troll immediately in front of me? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. It has not fallen down yet. It seems to be doing this weird balancing with a tree stump on its head. Like well, where its head should be. Its head is off to the side. Yeah, I'd like to reach out towards it and um, by touching the leg, I would imagine because it's probably the most, the least imposing piece of this creature. I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds real quick and. 18 hits, 22 points of necrotic damage. There we go. All right. As you reach into the leg and claws just almost instinctively embed into the green, nasty flesh, uh, a small gouts of greenish black blood spray out around your nail. And you see this black energy flow through you and into the creature, withering it and collapsing it down to the ground. Does it, uh, let's see. Does the gorilla release its attack? <laughs> Don't want to miss this action. It does. As soon as the body falls, all four arms... And then it puts its arms over top of it and shouts down at the body. Uh, and looks at you all and roars. And then just stands there. On its knuckles. You know, four sets of knuckles, just... Standing there looking at all of you after it roars. Now, um, I can do another history check if I need to. <laughs> I'm trying to re recall how I should react to a gorilla in my face. The <laughs> eye contact with a silverback is not a great thing, right? So I need to, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. That's the information I want to share. And is that, that is your previous role is enough to know for sure. Do not make eye contact. If you need to prostrate yourself, even if it makes a, an angry display, as long as that's not hurting anybody, you should be fine. Okay, don't, guys, don't, don't look at it. Don't look at its eyes. Don't look at it. Don't look at its face. Like, make yourself submissive. All right, is that the end of your turn? Um, no. Okay. Uh, it's your bonus action, your action, you still have your movement. Um, actually, hold on. Is it an action to dispel the spirit guardians? Uh, you can drop concentration at any time. I would do that thing. Okay. I think that makes us less imposing. Got it. Alrighty, Root, your turn. Troll is defeated. The body has collapsed to the ground, withered from this attack. He didn't say yes. Kill it with I would fire. like to check. <laughs> You'd like to check what? Oh, wait, huh? We have to kill it with fire? Is that what you said, Gurdon? 
Gurdon would have shared that information. Absolutely, he would have. <laughs> okay. Um, please. Re but remember, 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 there's a massive gorilla in our face. I'm not making eye contact with the gorilla. I am being, like, timid to said gorilla. Okay, if... Um, <laughs> well, oh, hold on, what's happening? May I use um, Flaming Spear to only put fire to troll? Ooh. Can I? Mm -hmm. Now, is that a five foot radius around it? Uh, do you mind linking? Well, actually, hang on. I got the book open still. Why don't I just look? If not, I have another. I'm in favor of whatever you guys want to do. I just have to you know, figure out how the world reacts to you all. Which is why I'm asking the question. Mm. Uh, one concerning point is that any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere would be taking damage. Okay, nope, don't want to do that. Okay. You know, I mean, it's just fire. But fire can kill. I have another I mean, thing I can Okay. I would like to take out my and use heat to send moonsicle. Alrighty. Um, to the, you know, the trap. When you're still holding it or after you stab it and let go? Number two. Okay. So, technically it would be an action, but you could probably just even set it on it. And it would do some fire damage. Because then you wouldn't have to waste an action for both. Yeah, okay. So, you could even just set it down on it. And then cast Heat Metal. It doesn't take an action, or, you know, take the action to cast it. Uh, the sickle begins to glow brightly against its body. Please roll the damage for Heat Metal, since the body cannot currently get away from it. There's, I, I don't see... A justification in it making a save on something it can't get away from. Okay. Now you're branding the troll. Pretty much. Holy shit, you're you're upcasting it to third level? That's what my thing is for it. Oh, oh no, I do have a level one. Sorry. I mean, if you... Or we can, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do third level. <laughs> We're just gonna... We're probably gonna uh, take a nap soon. I you see so. the body begin to vibrate, uh, and even the tree stump catches fire after 20 points of fire damage. Shreds through the body, burning down. Is the head close enough? I mean, it's, it's within five feet of the body. I mean, it's, it's covered in, in grease as well. Which is more flammable. But it is not close enough to catch fire itself. Yet. Yet. Just give it the opportunity and it will, you know, you guys can just, I don't know, put a torch or something against it, I guess. That's Probably. my torch. <laughs> Die. All right. So you've placed the moon sickle, you've uh, cast heat metal at a higher level, you burnt through the body. The body is very quickly boiling away. Um, any movement for your turn? 
Um, I'd like to back away from the door and kind of, you know, bow to it. Like, hey, we go. It definitely looks a little shocked by the fire, but seeing you back away, you see it lift up and thump its chest four times, but then sit back down where it's at. Doesn't seem to do anything further. Uh, at the end of your turn, Gurdon. The head on the ground yeah. turns and lifts up at you. <laughs> A set of fingers start to grow out underneath the chin of the head. It takes the disengage action mm-hmm. and sprints into the woods. Okay. It has a movement speed of five feet, I believe. <laughs> That's if it's the head by itself. Okay. Um, so it is a reduced speed for sure, but uh, oops, too far. There we go. Yeah, five, ten, fifteen. Yeah. Okay. And that was its action to disengage. Movement. Do I know if trolls speak common? <laughs> the book doesn't specify what they speak, but it does say that they can communicate. Okay. Um, but it seems like the book was written from the perspective of someone whose first language was common. Okay. That's fine. Okay. All I'll right. kind of glance, I'll glance over at Kaylin and be like, it's alright if he comes back. He's kind of a Bitch, anyway, and I'll say it kind of loud so you can hear me. <laughs> Alrighty, Caitlin, it is your turn. Okay. So, is it is that actually how far away it is? Yes. Okay. And is it... Is, it, it <laughs> is the body still actively on fire here? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's gonna. So, excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Um, his goal is to pick the head up by the hair. Uh, if I need to make a roll or a check for that, let me know. <clears throat> I don't know what it would be to grab a hand head. So it would be a grapple check, um, but I'm going to limit it to dexterity because I can't see it using strength at this point. So it would be limited in its options, but it would try to be dodging you. But that only takes place of one of your attacks because you have two attacks per round because you have extra attack. Okay. Um, actually, to make life potentially easier, I'm going to attack first to just Jab the sword through the head. Go ahead and make your attack roll. Reckless great weapon. I don't know. Uh, I mean... <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm, gonna guy. I'm very glad I did that. Oh, so you found both sides of the die with a natural one followed by a natural 20. Thank so you. you know, okay. Your choice. Which one would you like to use? Yeah, 
Uh, well, see how it's advantage. I'm gonna go for the higher one. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll damage because I'm just curious. Me too. And we're gonna double the dice. Okay. Okay. So that's 22, 32, 34, and then for good measure, because it's the first each turn, four points of radiant damage. You split it very easily pierced down upon your sword, and as you bring it back up, uh, it appears lifeless. As lifeless as it was a moment ago, anyway. Um, so that was 25, 30, 35, 40. And he's just going to... Actually, no, he's not even going to take it off the sword. Just marshmallow camping style. Burn it. There is a sickeningly sweet smell as the head begins to catch fire. And this rancid odor that unleashes and you see the creature begin to thrash as much as the head and hand fused thing can thrash on the end of a sword a crystal great sword crystal great sword thrashes about um, before exploding violently into this mess Uh, green and black ichor sprayed out within five feet so yourself and Gurdon both covered in this mess Uh, the (laughs) Goralin shudders back a little bit before lifting up and, you know, quadruple thumping itself again, coming back down. Uh, the troll burns away. It smells horrendous. But it does feel a little good knowing that this thing's fucking gone. And if me and Gurdon stand next to each other, the splatter says I'm cute. Alright, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, We hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming.